Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? I am. I'm great. I'm great. Excellent. Fabulous. Doing absolutely the best we could possibly be doing mostly <laughs> maybe perhaps kind of <laughs> sort of anyways I have a special co-host on today welcome Molly the actual co-host <laughs> who's here all the time all the time yeah it's been a minute though I feel like it's been a couple weeks months Ben it's we did daughter of no worlds so whenever we recorded that one yeah it's been like a couple weeks yeah weeks. yeah <laughs> month very recently everybody say hello to molly say hello everyone since (laughs) we don't have a live audience here tatiana if only anyways welcome molly back to the podcast i'm so excited we are talking about one of your favorite series i think right can i say that absolutely it is one of your favorite series is this is the love light farm series which can i say i don't love that that's the name because it reminds me of just the christmas one i wish it was like yeah. What's the name of the town? I can't. It's like Ingle something. Yeah, Inglewild or something like yeah. the Inglewild series would be like just as good. Yeah, because Love Light Farms. Then everyone's like, "Isn't that just one book?" No, it's not. It is three. This three. It is three. This, in fact, three. Yeah, I was um, confused the first time. I was like, "Is that a series?" I thought that was just the one book, and then you were. I think it was you that said you were like, "No, there's three. and I was like, "Are there?" <laughs> I'm and I was like, yes, because I'm reading them. <laughs> yes, I'm in the middle of all of them. So the three are Love Light Farms, In the Weeds, and Mixed Signals. And today we're going to mostly talk about Mixed Signals, but we will kind of bring up like some things that happen in the other ones because these guys do come into this one. Although I will yeah. say they, the other two couples don't come up quite as often as they do in the other books. Yeah, but they are, the series is, is a series, but the, it's a series of standalone rom-coms essentially. So you could pick up one of them and get the general gist of what's happening and who the characters are, which is one thing I really like about, you know, interconnected small town romance standalones. Um, authors are really good about doing that. But yeah, I like that though, because then they focus more on the characters that you want to know about at that moment. Yeah. So yeah, I read In the Weeds and then Mixed Signals right afterwards. Like I read Love Light a while ago and I actually didn't finish it but I I read that one and then I felt like Layla and Stella show up a lot in Beckett's book but they're not really in the other two like Beckett and Stella aren't really that much in mixed signals as much as they feel like they were in in the weeds if that makes sense yeah yes and I think it's because at least for mixed signals it's very much a focus on Layla herself and I think it was just more focused on Layla and Caleb together and their whole relationship and their fake datingness and they left the town a lot for their dates that's true yeah two fumbled dates but the three two and a half the beginning one if you want to count that as a date yes that's true that's very true and it was like the end of the series so it makes sense but I did notice that I wanted to say yeah no I freaking love so little tidbit about Molly is I'm originally from Maryland and so this takes place in a fictitious small town on I'm imagining just over the Bay Bridge, close to the eastern shore of Maryland. And it 
I, it warmed my heart just to read something and understand the geographically what Morrison's talking about. And then in mixed signals, when we first meet Layla, she is on a really craptastic date Mm -hmm. with a douche canoe. And he, at one point, Layla asks him, so you work in Ellicott city, which is the town stone's throw from where I grew up I yeah. spent a lot of my time in Ellicott City and I was like oh my gosh I know what she's talking about like <laughs> it, it's just one of those moments you're like ah. but yeah it does make it definitely more enjoyable when it's like a place that you've lived or been from I don't know a single one that's in Arizona at the, off the top of my head but uh yeah yeah it makes it more enjoyable you're like ah, I know where that's at like anytime I read books about Denver I'm like mm, yeah exactly yeah. it's because you have mentally yeah you know where that's at yeah like oh I've been there this is fun exactly we used to do this a long time ago and I wanted to start it back up again when I remembered to do it which I probably won't ever remember again but we used to do a long time ago a asking each other everyone who was on any uh bookish impulse buys that you've had lately so have you bought anything fun and bookish lately yes so I bought some of my own merch from my website, smilesandlight.com, bookishly inspired candles. And I now have merch. So I bought myself some t-shirts and a hat. So excited. So exciting. And then also I like to book journal. So like I really lean reading and books are 100% my personality, but book, book journaling is super fun. And I dropped a pretty penny on some, you know, tools and supplies for my book journal. I love that. I, I'm embracing my nerd dumb. So yeah, it's a- as you should. I wish I had like the patience to do a book journal or the like precision required. Like I am not creative enough to do it physically, I think. <laughs> like, well, like, all right, I did this. I wrote some notes. I'm done. And I'll probably do like three and then be over it. I, so I did it last year and, and I, you know this, but just for the listeners, I get together with a good friend at her parents' house because her mom has the equivalent of a Michael's in her house for craft supplies. It's amazing. Um, but I've known these people pretty much my entire life. We get together once a month and book journal and they are the ones who got me into it last year. I would write a synopsis about every book and I'm like, this is reminding me of school and I hate this. And then I stopped doing the synopsis and I would put like some quotes that I loved from the book and then just a visual representation of what I felt the book reminded me of and and my feelings towards the book and that became the way that I do it and it's funny because my dear friend who I who I book journal with she has like really hardcore OCD and she's like I love what you produce I don't physically think I could do it because it's not all like straight lines and next to each other it's all overlapping and and everything and she's like it's so pretty to look at but Yeah. And like, I feel similarly and I could never do the ones where it's like, you start with a blank thing. And then those people like fill in their own little bookshelves that they've hand drawn. And you know, yeah, I like can't, I can't draw a straight line. And so it just makes me sad. And I used to have one where it was like, literally just like that, where you filled out the synopsis and it was just like a book club thing. And I just started reading too many books at once. And I was like, I don't, have it in me to write down how I felt about it. Like (laughs) it's just too many books. I don't care. Well, it's to the point because I, not to toot our own horns, I guess we, you and I both read a lot and I read many books within a year and 
I don't do spreads for every single one. Number one, I don't like every book that I've read. So I'm not going to spend the time to create a spread. And so it's now just create spreads of the ones you really like. (laughs) That's fair. I I think I could do that. I, I like that idea. But and I had one I, that was like, fill out every book that you had, your star rating, the characters, all that. And I did it. And I was like, this is just too much. And mm-hmm. I just can't like, I don't, I don't have like the creativity in me to like draw a little thing every time or like print it out. But yeah, you have to find out. a friend that has a lot of craft supplies. Yeah. And then what the problem is though, they may have craft supplies, but then you're like, but I want to work on this when I'm not at your house. So right. then you start buying set craft, craft supplies. supplies. Yeah. So it's a vicious cycle, but it's one that I'm okay with. But ma'am, what about you? What have you purchased lately? Uh, I feel like I haven't bought very many things, but I've gotten a lot of things lately. And then I'm like, but I actually have bought things. So I did. I went book shopping. I went to a book signing a couple weeks ago and I, it was, I didn't realize they were a used bookstore. And so I went perusing through the aisles and I found Queen of Shadows, the original cover for like $6. And I... I'm only missing like three books in that series. So I was like, this feels like a justified purchase. Yes. And I want to get it before all the original covers are gone. Right. So, and they're really hard to thrift because everybody keeps them. So I got that. And then I got All of Us Villains by Amanda Foodie. Foodie? I have that book. I have that book. I've not read it, but I own it. Yeah. And Christine Lynn Herman. I had a friend that read it and said it was really good. I like the cover. It's kind of one of those ones where it's like the anti-hero, like Six of Crows style. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm interested. And it was really cheap. So I was like, okay, for $4, I will buy this in hardcover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Felt like a good deal. Yes. I think that's an exceptional deal. <laughs> that's an exceptional deal. Um, They had a lot of really good deals, actually. And I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know they were like an independent bookstore with used books and it's all just like littered in between. So you have to kind of hunt it down, but I really liked that. Um, and then I got a super secret boy band tea from the magic burrow, which is like all the silly names that Iron Man calls all the rest of the Avengers. And I got it like a couple weeks ago as well. And it is like the cutest shirt I've ever seen in my whole life. life. And it is. I and it. I just have to give a plug to your TikTok that you made. Yeah. <laughs> it was adorable it was like so much effort but she had posted the like voiceover where he's like saying it and the phrases were really long and so I had to go in and I stole her audio so sorry about this Zoe I stole the audio and like clipped it down so that it wasn't like 14 seconds of just like the back of the shirt so yeah there was quite a lot of video editing that went involved into that but I wanted to make sure everybody knew where it came from and yeah. um shout out to CapCut for that hashtag not sponsored but <laughs> CapCut is amazing. Hashtag yeah. not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. So I learned some things in that this week and um, I have been using that quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, those are like the two big things that I think I've gotten recently. Yeah. That's... And then like infinite PR. Oh, wait. And I bought, how could I forget? Like sitting on my desk in front of me. I bought the paperback edition of The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Yeah, you did. I'm waiting for mine to arrive like next week. Yeah, I was shocked. Someone else said that theirs wasn't in either. And I saw someone post it and I was like, it's not even out yet. And then I was like, well, let me check my Barnes and Noble because maybe they'll have it. So sorry, I didn't get the paperback. I got the Barnes and Noble exclusive edition paperback, which I think is different than the rest of them. But yeah, I was like, let me just check and see. And they had a whole freaking table and it was like out 10 days early. That's insane. Tatiana and I are both mildly obsessed with um, the invisible life of Addie LaRue. It is one of our absolute favorites. Yeah. So this will be copy for me. Copy number five. You? I think seven. So I have the owl crate. They had a whole Addie LaRue box. 
sorry for the listeners, Tatiana. <laughs> Her jaw just dropped. <laughs> so I have the owl crate. I have the regular US version, which is signed because I got it from a small book, uh, independent bookstore mm-hmm. that the Ishwa was doing a pre-order incentive. Um, I have the uh, Barnes and Noble one year. Yes. I have the original have UK. I have the anniversary UK. Um, all of these are signed, by the way. Every single one of them are signed. I have another edition of the anniversary UK edition that I ordered from a small independent bookstore in Scotland where you could have her write a message. And I have the quote, there's a defiance in being a dreamer mm-hmm. tattooed on my body. And so I had her write, be a dreamer and defy in that version. So I think this would be seven. Nice. I love that. Oh, Jess just got me one from Romania. Romania. That's the one. <laughs> so that will be Russia. eight. That'll be eight. <laughs> that's super casual. Is like in framed. It says never pray to the gods after dark. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. That was the book I read because that was the yeah. only copy I had. And so that one, like I have some tabs and it just, that was the book that destroyed me. That totally personal physical copy is the one yeah. that destroyed me. That's the one. I love and that. And I was like, let me have all of the versions. I will take 13. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect. I love that. Okay. So we've got through bookish impulse buys. Let's get into the episode. I feel like we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. Um, okay. First question. What was your favorite book of the three in the series? Um, mixed signals, hands down. Okay. Is he, is Caleb your favorite book boyfriend of all of them? Or do you have like one that you prefer? If I could have like the roughness and awkwardness of Beckett with the, just the, I want to pinch his cheeks of Caleb and they could just produce a baby. That would be my perfect book boyfriend. Okay. I agree. Okay. I was going to say, what about you? (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Like from an aesthetic standpoint, Beckett is like right up my alley, but the things and thoughtfulness of Caleb, I just, and also like what he says in the bedroom like, yeah like yeah. if I could have that in Beckett like <laughs> and we don't get a lot of that in Beckett like no. we do get like a brief glimpse I think but we really don't get what we get with like I will say that is probably the longest sex scene I've ever read in my life it is so many pages like it's not bad in any way but like it went on for a while you know what I mean like I know afterward you're like I need some water like- I was like that was a whole ass chapter like wow okay and I mean these books are like relatively spicy and you do get a little of that especially like you know the very beginning of in the weeds is like pretty hot and it's a really slow burn with this one but when we got there I was like I am exhausted <laughs> like, <laughs> it has taken a while to get through this chapter you know anyways I just thought that was shocking yeah but yeah you know, like- big fan of Caleb yeah I like Caleb yeah he just yeah I like his confidence I think and like he's not confident in his relationships but he's so confident in like his family and the relationships like outside of you know like a partnership type of thing like his friendships and his relationship with his family and like who is the person even though he doesn't know what he wants to do like he's so confident in himself he is like the best hype man yes he gets so mad when people think so poorly of themselves right and he's like absolutely not you are the best person so the dedication of the book which I want to get framed 
it's for, for it. anyone who's settled for crumbs you deserve the whole damn cake and that actually is what he says to her and her being yeah he says why are you giving these guys your time why are you settling for crumbs when you deserve the whole damn cake that was on page 27 like right off the bat i'm like okay you are yeah. the best hype man ever marry and me. i just think yeah pretty much marry me you sound amazing so yeah yeah i love him <laughs> Mm-hmm. so let's start from the very beginning i really love the way she set this one up with layla and her rules and everything and when she goes on this date it felt so realistic i not that this is anything i've ever experienced but like it felt very realistic because she was trying so hard to like keep the conversation up and this guy is just like the absolute worst it horrible and as horrible. someone who is single and is in the dating world so accurate yeah <laughs> so accurate and it's funny like it, it, it is a really funny scene and it's so well written and you're just oh, like ca- like cackled out loud reading this and it's hard to explain to people who aren't readers that you just laugh out loud yeah like some, this book I laughed like the entire time except yes. for like, the sad parts the hard I, parts. <laughs> I was like laughing I was listening to the audiobook of this and I was started laughing at the part where this is way at the end where Charlie calls and he's like, phone tree. And he's like, Layla's locked in a freezer. And then you, you know, you hear Stella in the background or whatever. He's like, oh, sorry, bro. Actually, the, the bake shop's on fire. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I literally laughed out loud. And my boyfriend looks at me and I was like, I'm sorry, it's funny. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I cannot wait for Charlie's story. Oh my gosh, same. I was like dying. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. And he, yeah, I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that part was so funny to me because I was like, we haven't seen this character hardly at all. And then he just like popped up and I was like, I love him. But I love that he just pops up in every book. Yeah. Randomly. And you just know about him. And he's like chaotic. Yes. Series. And you're like, but wait, what about Charlie? And then not spoilers, but BK Borson's writing his and Nora's story. Are we going to get a grumpy Gus book? (laughs) The fireman? I wish uh, what I really want is the 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 police chief and his partner from oh the, yeah I want their little story I want their story can, you write novella? Novella. can we get Beatrice a love interest please like I would love that <laughs> that was the other thing that I freaking loved about mixed signals the we are we are enemies but we secretly meet and like have coffee and we make each other like recipes yeah and it's so funny so funny yeah I really like that friendship too because it was like you kind of knew that Beatrice is not as mean as she seems and we got so many moments of that throughout here and it just shows Mm -hmm. like how much Layla has gone through and like how well she's developed these relationships in this town and all the things she's like put herself through to kind of get where she's at and she's had this like amazing support system and it's like you just want the best for her as a character and I have a hard time sometimes liking the main character and I loved Layla and I loved that she was so insecure at points and didn't wasn't aware that like there were so many people that were rooting for her and she had built this really great support system and like this great friendships and she was still like bogged down by her family and the thoughts that they had about her and stuff but at the same time like she was willing to put herself out there and do the things that she loved which I like that so much so so much I have never connected to a main character as quickly as I connected to Layla just from the viewpoint of being like I feel like the only single friend of all yeah. of my groups of friends who are all partnered up and married now and you're just like hi <laughs> I'm so happy for you from all the so way happy. over here <laughs> so happy 
it's tough. And like, yeah, BK Borson writes really well that feeling. And there mm-hmm. was a line where like her friends are like, you'll find someone it's okay. And she just says, I feel so alone. I'm tired of being lonely. And I'm just like, knife to the heart. Hi, <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem. It's problem. Me. Exactly. Yeah. And she made a line in there too, that I, I mean, I'm not single, but I definitely know, you know, that feeling. And she was like, I'm so happy for my friends. And there's these moments where I do, I feel so lonely. And then I think right after that, she says a line where she's like, but I have so much love in my heart for my friends that I don't feel it all the time. Yes. And I was like, that is like so sweet. And she does a really good job of mixing these moments together where there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of sadness or whatever the huge emotion is mixing it with like making you be like, dang you know and I love that I love that like joy ride we get to go on exactly like the ability to be able to write a a scene where you're just like well now I'm in my feels and then you turn the page and then you're cackling right because Charlie has come in and says someone's in the freezer oh wait no the the bakery's on fire it just yeah I don't know I loved Layla's just journey through this book mm-hmm. of not necessarily confidence, but more, I mean, confidence in herself. Yeah. What she has created within this town and her business and her baking. There's a line in it where it's like right before the photo shoot's supposed to happen. Yeah. And Caleb says, I'm so proud of you. And she said, I'm proud of me too. Like I have underlined it and I'm like this is me (laughs) exactly and then I saw how many pages were left and I was like something's going to happen yeah (laughs) yeah and I honestly I love this book because there isn't really a big third act breakup and I have been dying for a romance that does not have a dramatic third act breakup that gets resolved too quickly and all those things like this was done so well and I think she does do it really well and in the weeds as that was too many as wells. She doesn't, she does do it very well in, in the weeds, I think. Mm-hmm. But that storyline is really like kind of a slow burn the whole time. Like you, they really yeah. don't get together at any point yeah. until the very end. And it's just like these weird moments of, you know, like angst or whatever. But this one, it was like, she really just said, I don't think I'm ready. And he was like, that's fine. I get that. But I'm going to come back every single day and I'm going to be there for you and all those things. And they were never together. So there wasn't really a breakup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I really thought that moment where he says, you know, I, I want to be done with our arrangement that that was going to be the miscommunication and all those sorts of things. And that was going to be the breakup. And it wasn't. And I loved that. Yeah. I really liked it. Exactly. I, yeah, that was. Cause probably- he has like a, a thought in his head where he's like, I want to end this. Cause you're my everything. And I want you to be everything and not just an arrangement. And then he says it. And then she's like, wait, what? But then they kind of walk, talk through it. And she's like, I just don't think I'm ready. And I love that. <laughs> they have communication. Just what? like that. Just I like think, that. yeah. And it was like, you got his internal thoughts. They were great. And he didn't always voice them, which did get frustrating. But at the same time, like men don't. And so they I don't. felt like it was really realistic and it was so well done. So I loved it. Yeah. Just. It was good. Let's, let's so talk about smart. the Hawaiian shirt. The Hawaiian shirt. As I mean, first of all, I loved it. Because as, I mean, Tatiana, you know, when there's a theme, mm-hmm. your girl leans into it. Yeah, absolutely. As you should. Um, as you should. And I love a themed going out. Yeah. 
thing cause a ruckus cause a scene absolutely it's amazing but and like with his family which is like so cute I just adorable. love that at the very beginning oh absolutely adorable but what I love is it's the Hawaiian shirt that made Layla go oh yeah <laughs> Ooh, this Magnum guy like, yeah and I loved it and I like that it was something that she brought up like every single time because there is like that moment I think a lot of the times in romance novels where it's like okay we saw why they liked in the beginning but then it's never brought up again or they yeah. do continue to bring it up and it just feels like that little easter egg throughout where you're like oh, yeah I do remember at the beginning all the feels she had and exactly. you know I just I love that scene I thought it was so funny and the way that they decide to plan fake dating but at the same time they're like we're not really fake dating we're gonna just like test out the waters and I'll give you a grade at the end exactly and I like that I love that too it's kind of like that throughout the whole series. Cause I feel like with in the weeds, it was the, have you found your happy? That was something that Evie really liked about Beckett was yeah. that she, he slowed her life down and forced her to take in the happy and to like take in those happy moments. And so that was sprinkled. I mean, that was their little quote unquote call sign for their relationship essentially, which is absolutely adorable. And then in love light farms, it's the, the air freshener. Yeah. Where he's like leaving it all over the place for her. Yeah. In yeah, that cute was really little places. Cute. And it was adorable. Yeah. So I love that those little Easter eggs are sprinkled throughout consistently, but not at the same yeah. time. And I was like, entire series. I could, yeah, I'm, I won't lie. A Hawaiian shirt will do it for me too. I mean, <laughs> especially with like a nice tan skin. Yeah. And like a shirt underneath, like you're not bunning. It's not just the Hawaiian shirt. It's a Hawaiian shirt over a white t-shirt or a black t-shirt. Sure. Or like a, a tank top. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Anyways, I will say though, between their first date and the time where they both were like, I think I'm falling in love with them was a week. And that was too soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And I know they've known each other for a long time, but I just kind of had this feeling where I was like, this is really cute. And then they gave the timeline and I was like, take it back. <laughs> Wrong. Incorrect. Start Incorrect. over. There is no way you're falling in love in a week. But they already know each other, though. It's not like brand new people. Right. So, like, he freaking bought yeah, cakes from her once a week, like, did special order cakes once a week from her. And I get him because I think he's always kind of vaguely had feelings for her. But when she said it, I was like, really, girl? Really? A week? Just like that? You're over here like, I can never find love. Ooh, seven days later, she was like one zombie apocalypse <laughs> escape room and a roller <laughs> rink and you're in love. I mean, I would be too, but. <laughs> um, The roller rink? Are you kidding me? Yes. I, that was so comedic and so well done. I was like cackling the whole time because <laughs> so his internal monologue with his like actual external monologue was hilarious and it went so well and like she does such a great job of like that dynamic of yeah. their thoughts and you were you're like wait are they saying this and it's like <laughs> no it's not in quotes okay and never mind <laughs> and it's so funny I just love that so much I loved I just love the idea of going to like an old school roller rink first mm -hmm. of all like nostalgia that Absolutely. was that was my every Friday night when mm -hmm. I was in middle school was going to the roller skating rink yes that was a big deal. And so it just totally brought that back and knowing that it's a small town. So in my brain, and I think she described it as it's still very much the old school looking roller rink. It's not like new looking. It's It's got like the browns and the orange colors and it's just all very old school and I loved it. But and then <laughs> just adding to that, 
is the that escape room where like Caleb's like I hate everything about this but she loves these like yeah and I like that he that part was so funny when they meet the guy and he's like yes we're doing the tropical one he's like no we had to sanitize it I was like oh my god wait and then the owner who just like appeared and he was like I thought nobody was jumping out at us uh yeah that one was really funny and I like that we got like more characters from the small town that came in because it there's just no way it could have gotten more chaotic and then it did <laughs> and then it did which I love and it was so funny I was just like cackling the whole time I will say I like that there was this sort of fake dating where they said they weren't really going to but they were but also I didn't really understand their like dynamic where she was like I have feelings for you and they would say it out loud and then she'd kind of be like never mind and then he would be like, I have feelings for you. Or like, are we going to make out? Or can I touch you? Or whatever. And then she would be like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, so are you guys going to talk about it? Because I don't feel like you ever really had like a chat. <laughs> you know, I know you guys. Yeah, are- I feel like that that never yeah. really happened. But also, I don't know. I think I wrote in here like, yes, we like a man who asks for consent and everything. Yes. I think I was just like waiting for that that long conversation to happen. And it was more of like a. I love you. And she's like, me too. And then she was like, I'm not ready. And then he kind of pushes her, right? Like he shows up every day and and that was kind of the ending, but there was no like long conversation. Like when did this become real or mm-hmm. like, what are we going to do? But I don't know if that would ever happen in real life either. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't think like that true, like the DTR conversation yeah. from in the relationship would, would have happened in real life. I was just um, waiting for it. Yeah. Do you not feel like you needed that? I don't think I did. Okay. I think because being able to read the points of view and the inner monologue, you kind of just understood. You kind of understood where Layla was coming from just because she is gun shy about a lot of things and still kind of processing the trauma that her parents have put her, her family has put her through with like the expectations of her. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of was like waiting for that almost. And I don't feel like it. we lost anything by not having it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of was almost like confused at points where I was like, are you guys like actually just dating at this point? Like when they do finally have like the bedroom scene, you know, and they decide to sleep together or whatever. He's like, tell me this isn't because of the arrangement. And I was like, OK, so we're going to have like a in-depth talk now. And we're going to talk about how this is no longer an arrangement. And it like wasn't. Right. And I was like, dang, I really wanted that moment where they were like, this is real. And it to be. But that's not going to happen right before he puts the P in the V, my dear. That's and so true. But she that. agreed. She said, no, I want to do this. It's not because the arrangement. But then I want. And she even says it. She was like, oh, we're going to like stop now because we want to have like a real talk. And then they didn't have a real talk. And I was like. Because that's real life, my dear. I know. <laughs> but I was like, when are you guys going to chat about it? Damn it. I wanted them to just be like, let's let's end this and start dating. But we have to have a third act breakup in some form. <laughs> and I just hated it. <laughs> JK, I, I just really up. wanted that to, like chit chat with them and for them to like talk it through. But I'm sure they did it sometime between the end and the epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> they had that sit down, you know. They had a chat. They moved in together, all that. Yeah, the DTR. We just didn't need to be privy to it. That's all. I know. It's stupid. Tatiana's like, I did. I needed to. I did. I actually want someone to write a series about a couple and I want them to to do like a trilogy and or nine books. I'll read as many as you want about their lives. Like, I don't even need it to be dramatic. There doesn't need to be a third act breakup. I just want to like read someone's life like a fucking sitcom and (laughs) like the things that they go through and you can make it as dramatic as you want and or not dramatic. 
but I just want it to not be like so predictable I think because mm-hmm. every romance is the same it's like slow burn get together something happens third well, act break up happy, come back it has to be a happily ever after it has to be a happily ever after not a romance yeah but I'll so, read about them like getting married and planning their wedding like I'm fine with that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you can have the crisis can be the florist or like you know the cake or something well and that's I'll read what it. I liked for the most part the crisis in mixed signals Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily their relationship it was that the power went out in the bakery right before the magazine baltimore magazine which is an actual publication was coming to take pictures yeah Um, i like that too because i was really into i was like this is where it's at it's something's gonna happen here miscommunication of some form because that's always how it goes and it wasn't and it was so well done and i loved caleb in this moment because oh the way he just was like we got it and he knew about Beatrice. And so he drove. He's like, get in the car. Like, yeah, just, like I was like, hype man. He's the hype best man. And he brings man. his family and they all help. And oh, it was just so beautiful. Like that moment, like gave me chills. I was like, ah, 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 ah. and he gets done yeah. at the end and he tells her he's so, and that's another moment where he says like, you've done everything you can. Like, we're so proud of who we are as like a town. And it was just beautiful. Like, I loved that. It made me want to move to a small town. But then I was like, do yeah. I really want to move to a small town is this what it's actually like here yeah probably the phone tree part (laughs) probably the phone tree which is probably my favorite part about the entire small town because that whole thing is brought throughout the entire series yes Um, and it cracks me up and i love that charlie is involved in the in the Mm -hmm. phone tree and he doesn't even live there yep (laughs) i loved that and I just loved that they were like, yeah, it's kind of weird. We haven't heard from the phone tree in a while. And then she's like, did you figure it out? <laughs> I thought that was so great. And it is, it was like, it's such a wholesome place to read about. And I love that they brought that in to all of the things that they were, that were a part of their life. You know, they're going on dates and things like that, but they're saying like, I want to stay outside of the town. And Caleb's like, well, I guess I didn't realize that was a rule. And when they were in the town, you know, they're doing silly stuff with like everybody else there. And she did a really good job of kind of bringing all of that together. And it just very cohesive, like as a series, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like how, if you read it as a series, it connects in a very nice way, but then you don't have to necessarily read it as a series. You could just read one, but I recommend reading all of them. I, I recommend. I recommend. <laughs> I will say this one was my favorite than In the Weeds, than Love Light Barms. I think for me, like I was, I, th- I don't know if I was necessarily just not in the mood at the time, even though it was Christmas, but there was just something about Stella's relationship. And like, I get the fake dating for winning the Instagram contest. Like I got the concept, but it was just so long of a time for them to have been this like weird couple and they like slept in the same bed and were like naughty touching each other and we're like we're just friends and i was like friends don't okay maddie and i Tate mean me a friend some friends do some <laughs> friends do but those friends have different rules you know and i don't know i just he was like no we're not like that and i was like you're literally like that though <laughs> no but i feel like he knew i got from at least from love light farms i had the impression that according to luca and everybody else in the town, they were together. 100%. But he says to Beckett, and in the weeds, he goes, you know why I never did anything about it? It's because I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. And that was the friendship we had at the time. And I was like, for 10 years? 
That is such a long time to be pining after someone and be friends with them. Yeah, it is, but it happens. I know. But I love my least favorite. I know, but I love how they met when he offered her a grilled cheese. And then we learn what the grilled cheese means. Yeah. And I I cried. Of course you did. Of course I did. I was like, number one, hi, I cry at everything. As you should. as you should feelings are great and then I'm just gonna jump to another character can we just do a love of Beckett because yes absolutely the man who is just is so not uncomfortable but uncomfortable around people but will snatch up any lost or lonely animal yep and give them a home the the visual I had of him from Ludlight Farm which I don't know if you got this far into mm. it when they find the kittens. Yeah. Yeah. I was like 86% of the way done. Okay. Um, just the, the visual of like kittens just being on him as he's doing stuff just warmed my Sent heart you over the edge. I was like, I need Beckett here mm-hmm. I need him in my life. Well, and like, even in his book, when he is like, I'm, I'm not adopting a duck. And then at the end he adopts a duck. And then in this one, and when in mixed signals, it's like the the chicken coop, he assures everyone he's not making. And it's like, I could just imagine him with like little chickens running around. And like, I just can't. What I love is that he's making the chicken coop behind the bakery because Evie would like murder him if he brought back any more animals. And then isn't there a cow? Yes, for point. a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a cow mentioned in this one as well. I don't know where they put the cow, but they live on a tree farm. So I imagine somewhere. Plenty of space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... And I like that at the end, he was like, how do you feel about a dog? And this to me was just like the epilogue part where Caleb has the dog in like <laughs> a satchel on the front of him. Like I was a little like dying. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how this is ever gonna be a police dog. This thing's like 10 pounds. And he's like, oh, I'm just making breakfast. Don't mind me. That was precious. What a great visual. Like, yes. Go Beckett for adopting all of these animals and bringing them into everyone else's life. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, so I got this animal. It needs a home. So I have a dog and a cat and a bird and three ducks and three chickens and five cats. Yeah, I loved, I really liked his character and I loved in that book how much it was brought up. You know, the little cat's kind of hang out with them on the farm and the other one is like building its nest and how the cats and the ducks or yeah the duck the cat and the yeah. duck are like trying to teach each other how to be animals and animals, i was like and I they're just... like friends it's so cute i yeah. love that that was like a constant almost like subplot yes. of the entire series it was and horrible. i i don't think it's common in a lot of romance novels where they have like pets and things i was talking to megan quinn and she was saying this like i don't put them in there because you have to take care of them in your books yeah. you know and you have to give a reason and i love that beckett his reason was always in there like you know or like his action was always in there of him being like i take care of the cats and i don't know how this one gets out and where does this go and same thing in the epilogue with this one caleb it's like you can tell that she wrote it in there like he's taking care of this dog it's like the love of his life on top of you know obviously layla but the the number one love of his life is the dog then layla (laughs) then layla obviously anyone who's a pet owner feels the same (laughs) yes okay so question for the very very end Obviously, it ends on, like, there's a box on the counter. She 
describes the size of the box as smaller than a spatula, which is a very strange description for a ring box. Or are we thinking it was like a break? Like, I'm assuming how it ends is they got married, right? Small black box, no bigger than my favorite spatula, velvet, a hinge on one side. I stare at it and then stare at it some more. My heart thunders in my chest. Caleb clears his throat. I look up at him. Pink cheeks, messy hair, my favorite two dimples. He's smiling at me with hearts in his eyes that big. I think it's a ring box. I think so too. Like the, the stop, the, this part of the spatula. Perhaps. Is that what you think she's describing? Yes. Cause in my head, I was like, you were like long. (laughs) I was like, no, I think like if this was a spatula, the, this part, like if this, if my hand and this part of her favorite tiny spatula. I, I, yeah, I kind of got that. Okay. That makes more sense. I get that now. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird way to describe it. I get why she was doing it because she's a baker, but it, she could have been like no bigger than a cupcake. I don't know. That would have worked as well yeah. because I was like a spatula. Is this a bracelet? And then the way it ends where it's like, let's start together or something forever. Let's, let's revisit our, the arrangement. That's right. I think we should revisit the details of our arrangement. So like I assumed, but also thought that that wording was really weird. Yeah. I was like, in my head, this is a bracelet box. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this book made me want to like start baking again, but I also have no time, but I want to start baking again. Totally fair. Scarves in my hair and And just embrace the Layla. (laughs) Own a bake shop. I mean, I already have a candle shop. I don't think I should add another laborious shop that's part of it you get a tartlet and a candle with every order (laughs) that would be horrible it did yeah it definitely made me want to bake and cook and i just loved how descriptive she is about all the smells for all these characters and definitely for like all the baked goods that we get in this book there's an astonishing amount layla no uh caleb's grandmother Mm. she was a hoot she was a hoot. She was a hoot. I love when she looked at Caleb. He's like, she was like, you haven't kissed her. And then he br- she brings the whole family over and they're like, we're in crisis mode. And he's like, why are you in my home? Uh, he was, walks in. He's like, what the? I love that. And I loved his family and that we got like, you know, his big massive family. And I love the diversity in this whole series and like the yeah. different characters that we have and how true each of them are to themselves and how big she builds her world. I think mm-hmm. that it was like phenomenal. And I just loved that we got a little bit of his grandmother here and there throughout the whole book. And she was just like such a shining presence for him. I just also love within that whole scene where he's like, why are you in my house? How did you get in? And everyone has made copies of his key. Yes. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like... They're like, with the key? They're like, what? How did and you get in the... here? Right. <laughs> he was like i'm never doing this again and i liked when he talked to his grandma at the end and he says you know like she doesn't i don't know if she's gonna choose me or whatever and then tells the real story of like how she met his grandpa and he was like wait he doesn't he doesn't tell the truth in all his stories and she's like you really think he punched a shark to save a boatload of children (laughs) i was like oh my gosh i would love to hear the stories of like this grandpa and what he told (laughs) poor caleb as a kid exactly because you know caleb love him i think he's a little gullible he's like yeah. really a shark me too i <laughs> yeah i was like cracking up i was like he, i just love him and he's just one of those people that loves with his entire heart and it was just so well done throughout the whole book and you just like you just want to hug him you're like oh i, I want to hug him and um give him a cake yeah 
and tell him he doesn't need to just stick with butter croissants. Yeah, I would love a butter croissant right about now. I but. know. I also would love someone to bring me a homemade egg sandwich. Yeah, bacon for and breakfast cheese. every day. Bagel. Yeah, same. When she found out that he made them, oh, it was adorable. And I like that she said he only does them on special occasions and weekends. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. I love it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah it was good I definitely think you can tell how much her writing has progressed throughout the different books and I think her relationships only get better and better and the banter is I think great throughout but this one was like top-notch and the monologue changes between internal and like outspoken words was Mm -hmm. just seamless yeah and so and not forced to right yeah I like this one I will say because I kind of struggled a little bit I really wanted to love in the weeds because I knew it was part of the series and I had read the description where I was like grumpy farmer. I, I didn't realize it was Beckett that she was like talking about. Cause if you just read the description, it's like a grumpy farmer. And I was like, Oh, right up my alley. And then you were like, it's in the actual love light farms trilogy. And I was like, well, that makes sense as to why it looks identical to the other books in the series. Yeah. And I really, really wanted to love it. And I did at some points, but other points I just wanted to like punch everyone in the face. I think for me, I read them out of order. Mm. So I read Love Light Farms and then Mixed Signals and then In the Weeds. Yes. Because there are no numbers on the side of, on the spine. So I found out in Mixed Signals when Beckett and Evie come in and I was like, oh, oh, there's going to be about, there's a whole book. I, oh, I knew it was good. I was like, yeah, it yeah. was a spoiler, but also it wasn't because it was obvious that that was going to be their story. Right at the end of Love Light Farms. But so I like fell in love with Layla and Caleb. And then it was like that. And then I read In the Weeds. And while I absolutely love their story and I love watching Beckett progress, mm-hmm. understanding like his everything and yeah. just his family. I loved his family dynamic. And yes. Nora understanding that he might like the earmuff scene and just Mm -hmm. understanding the different nuances of what makes Beckett Beckett and why he is the way he is. I really did like that, but I just really loved it. Mixed signals. I did too. And I don't know if it was, I loved Layla and all the other ones and her enthusiasm. And, you know, there is a mention of Caleb in, in, in the weeds. And so I knew where it was going But there was just something, this one was just so dynamic, I think. It was like a little bit of mix of like comedy and spice and drama, but also so much like love and affection. And the way that their dates were set up was just like beautiful. And you wanted to like be there with them. And you were. I want to go to, I want to go on a picnic. I want to go to picnic on the beach where it starts raining and you kiss me with strawberry shortcake. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it was so great. Add that to my hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> Add that right there. Well, and it was very realistic. Like she didn't do anything that was too dramatic. And I think the more I read romance, the more I'm like, these characters get so frustrating because it's just, it's not. And that's okay. It's romance right. and they don't have to be. But I felt like I was inside Layla's head and it was none of it was dramatized, you know? Right. And she it does a really all... good job of that. And I think that might be why I don't love In the Weeds as much because it is super realistic and it yeah. was like frustrating and you feel bad for Beckett and you hate for Evie that that's how he responds. And you're just like, what is happening over there? Get it together. You just want them to be together at that point. Yeah. You get so frustrated, but then you're also like, but this is also human. Yeah. This is how 
I think we're so used to reading romances where number one, the dates are always like so ostentatious and right. so extravagant. And you're like, okay, but that what this date is like one month salary you just right. spent. Like what Absolutely. world are you living in? That's why all the love interests are millionaires. Like, Absolutely. but it just was quirky and real and mm-hmm. romantic without being like a Hallmark movie or just going to the same places because it's a small town. Cause that's the other thing in other small town romances I've read. It's like, we'll go out to dinner to like the two restaurants in the town. And I like that BK Borson takes them out of the town or thinks of other completely different ideas. The roller skating rink escape escape room. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like in the next one, there's like an ax throwing place. Like those right. are real places that people can go on dates and it's not just limited to the big a restaurant, a bar. Right. Kind of. And they're different in every book too, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. It's not just that like the bake shop obviously is a huge part of it, but like they go to a bar in Beckett's book and, you know, she's kind of traveling around and doing stuff. And I loved that too. Like that their dates were like in the field and the farm and even mm-hmm. in, you know, love light, like they meet at that diner outside of town and where he lives. And yeah, yeah, she, she did a really great job with the details. And I mean, every, this is a great series. It's stunning. It so great. <laughs> and the covers are really pretty. I love and the covers. A little tidbit for your listeners. She is, she being BK Borson is now being traditionally published and Berkeley is like re, doing them yeah recovering the only difference is going to be the the font on the front i will say i kind of like this these ones better i think they're pretty will i also buy the new ones absolutely absolutely yes i kind of like the font style on the original covers a little bit better but at the same time like i'm really happy that they're not changing it because i love the artist like the covers are just so i love how each cover is Number one, you don't see faces. Yes. And number two is it's obviously there is the theme of like on Love Light Farms. It's the adorable little air fresheners and then Stella with the coffee, which I want to know what this hazelnut latte tastes like if it is as life changing as it sounds. And that's why I think having the the book about a storyline for Beatrice. Yes, would be phenomenal because she is such a character in this one. And then we could understand maybe there could be the recipe of what makes her hazelnut latte so yummy. Yes. Because a coffee drinker here would like to know and possibly make it herself. I would also like to know. Perhaps BK could put that in the back and the recipe as this gets republished. Exactly. But yeah. What was your star rating? Final thoughts? Um, Huh? (laughs) Final thoughts? Star rating? Final thoughts? Star ratings. Um, Obviously, I liked all of them. I love this series. As a series as a whole, it is a five star. I was just so tickled. I know it sounds so silly, but I was so tickled by this whole series. And I just fell in love with each of the characters and I rooted for them. And I wasn't, I mean, you always get annoyed with people. You get annoyed with your friends, you get annoyed with your family. And I, it was just that level of annoyance as opposed to a frustrating character. Mm -hmm. Um, with all of them. And I really wanted to go to this little small town in Maryland. And I love that BK Borson lives in Baltimore. So she knows what she's talking about too. Yeah. So that really helps. Cause there are some people who just write about towns that they don't know. 
Yep. And it's a little frustrating, but she knows what she's talking about. So freaking loved it. What about you? What are your thoughts? Ratings? So Love Light Farms for me is probably like a three, seven, five. I would Mm -hmm. do like four and a half, 4.5 for in the weeds. And mixed signals was like a five. Yeah. I feel like I've been really generous with like the star ratings lately, but I think overall for me, the series is probably like a four, four, two, five. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had, I kind of just struggled with Love Light Farms, but I loved Beckett's character in In the Weeds. And I, there was just like some points, like you're saying, I was annoyed, but I was annoyed for them more than mm-hmm. I was annoyed at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard to do with a romance. And I just, I like, there were so many moments in, in Mixed Signals where I was going, I wanted to like call you and be like, oh my gosh, this part is so cute. Or like, I just felt all the feelings and it made me want to like, annotate the entire book write it all down make it my whole personality and become a thing which is exactly what you you like I did (laughs) and I would like there were so many moments where I was like oh my god they said Kayla smells like sunscreen and coffee and I just want to die and I was like telling other people and I'm like I need this in a candle immediately I want to roll my body in it and like I just wanted to be Layla and I love for her so much and yeah I think overall this series is like really well done but I think make the signals is like she just came into her own so well in this book exactly and considering the progression that she's made over the three books I am so incredibly excited for Charlie and Nora's story Mm -hmm. that's who's next and when does that come out do you know um the fall nice I believe but I'm just super excited because I need more Charlie he was quite the comedic relief in all three books and Nora, we we meet her in In the Weeds because so she's sorry. the one with yeah. the hot pink earmuffs that she gives. Yes, Beckett. But I just love that. I can't wait for that story. Like she's a tattoo artist. Like what, you know, that was the other thing I absolutely loved about Beckett. He was like, oh, this one that's like really crappy tattoo. I'm never getting it I covered. I never want to replace it. Was- it. And I love that Layla got one and she was like, this is just for me. And we've been talking about this collectively as a group a lot lately about like bookish tattoos and and getting them. And when that came up, I was like, I just love this moment so much. (laughs) I just love that she got that for herself. and somewhere that no one else could see. And then Caleb got to see it. (laughs) It was so good. And yeah, those moments. And like, you think there's that portrayal of like Beckett being a guy with like you know, full sleeves and he's so cool. And, you know, he's a farmer that doesn't like to talk to people and he's got the beard. Like, yeah, but it's like perfect. Right. Because in reality, he's a cinnamon roll and he did all this. So his sister could practice on someone. And I was like, I loved that. And I liked that they didn't make it his whole personality as like a group, you know, like nobody was like judgment or any of those things for him being like socially awkward and not wanting to be in like these big social situations. And also like the way he looks on the outside. And it was just such a like, don't judge a book by its cover moment. And I loved it. Yeah. There are just some truly gem moments in, in the weeds. Yes. That for me surround that are surrounded by Beckett Mm -hmm. just because I think when I met him in love light farms, I was like, I need, I need more of him. Like I need more of him. He's awkward for some reason. And it's probably because he doesn't let like knowing being an empathetic person, you kind of mm-hmm. can pick up signals as to why someone's the way they are. Yes. And I think you pick up on that in Love Light Farm. So it's not mm-hmm. so much a surprise when you learn that he needs to wear earmuffs when it's a really loud, boisterous area. And there are a lot of people because he just kind of gets in his head. But I just freaking love Beckett. 
I do and too. Caleb. And Caleb. Luke is great too. I mean, yeah. let's not forget Luca, but you can easily forget Luca. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally fair. I mean, Caleb says good girl. Like that was like Yeah. And he Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to discover anything about yourself, you should just read mixed signals <laughs> it'll tell you whether or not it's something you're into before you go ahead and read praise um <laughs> exactly it's like the uh it's like the pg r pg pg 19 pg 19 perhaps 21 and not it's not r-rated but it's definitely not children's <laughs> but we're not it's not it's not praise level but it's it's a step in the right direction. It's the preview. It'll let you know. It's like the preview sure. before you yeah. watch Praise. It's you know when you go to the movie theater to see the previews. Mm-hmm. It's the trailer. It's the trailers. That's yeah, previous trailers. It's the trailer before you watch the movie Praise. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Do you have any other final thoughts? Anything else you wanted to share? No, I just love. I love coming on and seeing your face, even though the you, the viewers, listeners, whatever they are, <laughs> the listeners can't see us. <laughs> the viewers can't see the listeners. <laughs> the listeners can't see us. It's fine. Um, it's 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 been a long it's been a long week. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a long it's been a long life. Honestly, a long life that we're still yeah. here. Um, <laughs> so thriving but yeah doing our best no i have no other final thoughts but just thanks for having me on this yeah is thanks for pleasure. coming on and chatting i appreciate anytime, it anytime anytime okay bye bye thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode hope you enjoyed it if you aren't following us go ahead and follow us on tiktok and instagram at the bookish banter podcast please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review and thank you guys again for all of your support have a great day